three stories we want to look at tonight, one overarching theme as opposed to looking at them um, all individually. So I'm just going to give you these scriptures in case you can write, in case you have a chance to write them down now. You can go back later um, and, and read through them. We're going to read them tonight, though, still. Uh, Mark 5, 25 through 34. That's Mark 5, 25 through 34. Uh, Matthew 8, 5 through 11. Matthew 8, 5 through 11. And Luke 5, 18 through 20. Luke 5, 18 through 20. And uh, Montana's going to keep me on track with my speed. Make sure I don't talk too fast. You see, you talk too fast. You got to slow down. So <laughs> Mark 5, 25 uh, through 34. Matthew 8, 5 through 11. And Luke 5, 18 through 20. So I'm going to start uh, uh, with Mark 5, 25 through 34. Um, so here we go. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to uh, bleeding for 12 years. This is the NIV. Uh, she had suffered a great deal uh, under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, uh, instead of getting bitter, she grew uh, better. Excuse me. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. Uh, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Uh, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. Okay, that's the first scripture. That's the first story. Uh, now let's go to Matthew 8, uh, Matthew 8, 5 through 11. The second story. Uh, when Jesus had entered uh, Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Uh, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said the following to him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and uh, will take their places at the feast uh, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness um, uh, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would, and his servant was healed at that moment. All right, that's story number two. The final story, Luke 5, uh, 18 through 20. Luke 5, 18 through 20. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we, can start at, uh, we can start at 17. Uh, one day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. So here we go. We see three stories, right? Three separate stories. And, you know, if you have been in church for any amount of time or you have read through your Bible or look on sermons online, you probably saw one of these three. The woman with the issue of blood, the centurion who had uh, a, a servant at home paralyzed or the men who lowered the other man down uh, in the roof. And there are plenty of lessons we can take out of each single individual one. 
However, when we look at all three of them, I think there's this universal lesson we can learn uh, about faith and faith put into action and what our faith can cause us to do. Now watch this. All three of them had faith that caused them to do something, right? Not just anything, but something that seemed to be unconventional. Every single one of them had faith that caused them to do something that was unconventional, something that was, was, was odd for the time. Now watch this. There was the woman with the issue of blood. Now, uh, uh, you, can, you can study a little bit more about what that issue was, but just let's say this. The issue that she had, it wouldn't have been common for someone like that to be out in public in the first place. So number one, she was out in public with her condition. She was in a crowd of people with her condition, right? Watch this. And she also pushed through the crowd and touched Jesus even though she had her condition. Unconditional, I mean unconventional, weird, odd, not usual, but her faith caused her to move in an unconventional way, right? Now watch this. The, the, the second story with the centurion. Jesus says, do you want me to come to the house and do something? He says, no, 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 no. You don't even have to come to the house. All you got to do is say the word and I know it will be here and I know he'll be healed. Unconventional. You don't have to come here. You don't have to touch anybody. You don't have to do any of that. If you could just say something, if you could just say it. If you could just say he's healed, I know he'll be healed. Now, uh, 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 and the third story, uh, the men who carried the guy uh, on the mat through the roof. Watch this. Unconventional, right? The faith causing them to do something unconventional, something that may seem odd to people. Number one, they found enough people to help somebody. Listen, Anybody who has ever had somebody let you down, has ever had somebody who said, I'm going to be there for you, somebody who has ever, watch this, had been your friend to your face, but when you needed them, they turned their back. Come on. You know that it's hard to find enough people to carry one person on a mat to somebody. Watch this. It's easy. It, well, it's hard to find enough people to agree on anything, right? But imagine this, finding this many people to agree on something to help somebody else, where the rest of them didn't really even have anything that they were doing. It was all for this one person. It's unconventional. Number one, it had enough people to help somebody else, and it had nothing to do with them. Number two, they carried a man who was paralyzed on a mat through a crowd and trying to get to a house. That's labor intensive, right? Unconventional faith that caused them to do something. So labor intensive. And then when they got to the house, they couldn't get through the front door because of the people. So they went up on the roof and lowered the man down right before Jesus. Faith that caused them to do something unconventional. These are the three, this is one of the themes that we see in this scripture that we're pulling out on these scriptures that we're pulling out from all three of these stories, right? So number one, their faith caused them to do, not just do, but to do something that was un, uh, unconventional. Here's the other thing. There was something about their faith and their unconventional actions that caught the attention of Jesus. Watch. It wasn't just an interaction where Jesus, because we see plenty of interactions where Jesus comes to a blind man, he spits in the ground, he puts the mud on his face, he says, go wash your eyes, you'll be able to see. Where he touched a man who was dealing with leprosy and the leprosy was gone. There was plenty of interactions where Jesus touched someone, they're healed. These interactions, it was Jesus noticing their faith and their faith in action because they had the faith that it was things that they did in the centurion case things that he said where jesus noticed their faith where their faith caught his attention where his faith made them made him stop and say something to them ask a question show us a lesson watch this mark 5 let's go back to some of these stories mark 5 go to 30 through uh 34. mark 5 30 through 34. Here we go. This is the woman. He said, at once, Jesus realized that power had gone from him, and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? The woman's faith 
led her to say, listen, I have faith. And if I get close enough to just touch, touch his clothes, just touch his garment, that I'll be able to be healed. That's what her faith said. And so what did she do? She didn't just stay back in the crowd after realizing this. No, no, no. She said, okay, I'm going to press through. So she presses through, she touches it, and she does that to the effect that Jesus notices that power had left him. Uh, some translation says that virtue had gone from him. And so this power had left him, her faith, put into action in an unconventional way, caught the attention of Jesus. So much so that it made sense for the disciples to say, all these people around you and all this crowd, of course somebody touched you. You want us to know who was the one who touched you? Jesus, of course, heard them say that. It didn't stop them from looking for who did it. It caught his attention. Let's go to the next scripture, okay? We're talking about how their faith caught Jesus's attention. Uh, Matthew 8, Matthew uh, uh, 8, let's go from 10 to uh, 13. It's the centurion story. Uh, watch this, because he said, listen, you don't have to uh, 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 come to the house. You can just say the word, and, the, and my servant will be healed. Let's pick up Matthew 8, 10. He says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to, to uh, those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Watch this. G he, he, he says, you don't have to come. Just say it, and it's going to happen. Then he talks about authority. Jesus connected his understanding of authority and what Jesus could say because he had the authority to his faith, right? And so he uses this. He catches Jesus' attention, and then Jesus uses this to now teach a lesson. This faith and unconventional stuff caught Jesus' attention. Here we go. That third example, Luke 5, uh, Luke 5.20. Just type a little text in the, in the Zoom message, Montana, if I'm, if I'm talking too bad. I think I'm going, I think I'm going in a good place. You too see it. Just run down the stairs here if I'm going too bad. Here we go. Luke 5, Luke 5.20. This is the people who are carrying the guy in. They carry him in through the roof. They lower him down right in front of Jesus. Jesus, watch this, verse 20, I'm in the NIV. It says, Jesus saw their faith and he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Listen, these three scriptures, and we see these, and we can pull out the, the different lessons, but we see number one, unconventional faith, and all of them or faith that caused them to act in an unconventional way. And we see that this unconventional action based on their faith, thank you, Montana, going at a great pace, I love it. Their faith, watch this, which caused them to do something that was unconventional, caught Jesus's attention. Listen, the question tonight, no matter what you're in need of, no matter what you're praying for, no matter what you believe, I'm trying, what is your faith causing you to do? How is your faith causing you to act? How is your faith causing you to move? Based on what you say you need, based on what you need, uh, specifically, because don't forget, each one of these people came to Jesus with a specific thing. Their faith caused them to move closer to him, watch this, in an unconventional way and in a way that caught his attention. I'm trying to get people to know tonight, listen, listen, listen. Our faith, our faith, that's right, that's right, parent. Our faith, right, causing us to move in an unconventional way, if, if it's God's attention that you need, you can get God's attention. It talks, listen, let's go to Hebrews 11.6. I won't even want to, go to go, go to that scripture, but let's just do it. Let me see, I gotta type it on the internet because uh, I'm using my computer for my Bible tonight. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, watch this, it is impossible to please God, okay? Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, right? And so then we go with, 11, with Hebrews 11. This type of faith, as they put their faith into action, caused them to do unconventional things, and it did what? It caught Jesus' attention. Now watch this. What is your faith move right now? What is, it, what is your faith move right now? What is your faith causing you to do? It doesn't matter how odd it is. It doesn't matter how weird it is. It doesn't matter how unconventional it is. Watch this. It, it doesn't matter how much work it takes. Listen, 
those men getting together, finding the people to carry somebody, getting together, carrying a mat, taking them over there, putting them through the roof, that took a lot of work. But who has faith that says, I believe that God is going to do this for me, and it doesn't matter how much work it takes. I know he's going to get it done. Watch this. doesn't matter how he does it, as long as he does it. doesn't matter how he do it, just do it. Watch this. The, guy, the centurion said, you don't have to come to the house. You ain't got to touch him. All you got to do is say it. It don't matter to me how you do it. You ain't got to come to the house. You ain't got to do it this way. I just want you to do it. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, 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 he'll give you that kind of attention, Montana. What he wants you to do is to, is, to, is to walk in faith. Come on. Even if your faith causes you to do things that are unconventional. I want to use a couple examples. Um, um, uh, two women who are near and dear to me. Number one, my mother. I saw my mom walk in crazy faith um, after my father had passed away. And, and here's the thing, it's causing her to do unconventional things. She, you, y'all know these poster boards you can get, right? Poster boards. She, she, she got poster boards, watch this, and put scriptures on them and then taped the poster boards with scriptures to them on the wall all over the house. In the living room, they were in the dining room, in the hallway. She had stuff in the bathroom because she was like, she wanted to see, come on, y'all. She wanted, she wanted us to see and wanted her to see scriptures all over the place. Anywhere we wanted to see scriptures so that way we can see Psalm 91. We can see Psalm 23. We can see uh, Ephesians 6, 10. We can see the armor of God. Post this stuff up on the wall. Unconventional. You have guests over the house trying to figure out why y'all got neon poster boards with scriptures all over the wall. That's just what, we, that's what it takes right now. Something unconventional. Watch this. And if you want to know whether or not she caught God's attention, you, uh, tell me how a teacher's assistant uh, uh, has three kids who are teenagers living in an apartment, got this car. You tell me how in the world did that, all that happen and work out the way it worked out because she got God's attention doing something unconventional. I remember one time she had a strip of red cloth that I think she put up from like a dress or, or some, some clothes that she had. And, and if you read the scripture about, you know, Passover, when, you know, when, when the death angel came and said, listen, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. And she took a red garment that she had and cut red strips from the garment, from a dress or something, and put it over the walls of the bedroom, put it over the wall, uh, I mean, the door of the, of the bedrooms of the apartment, put it over the doors of the, uh, of the apartment. Unconventional. Some would even say weird. Some might say crazy, but that's what had to get done. And that's the kind of faith that caught God's attention in her situation, right? In her circumstance. I said that everybody should do that. I'm just saying that that's what is listening to the lead in the spirit of God. Another person, another woman, I want to use an example. Near and dear to me, my mother-in-law, Gwen, listen, I want, there was a period of time where Gwen was living with, uh, was living with us for a few, for, for a little bit while she uh, was working some things out and getting some things together. And she was living with us and, and, and she was going through some things. And I remember at night coming out into the living room because um, um, uh, we had a one bedroom um, uh, uh, place at that, at that time. I remember coming out into the living room and, and she was on uh, uh, the couch uh, sleeping. And, and literally, I'm, uh, I'm just making sure everything is okay, right? It's late at night, make sure she's good. She's sleeping on the couch and she's got her pillow under her head and the Bible right in her face. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, like, like the Bible literally could have been the pillow. Like, the pillow's on this kind of part, and her face is right in the Bible as she sleeps. And, and then, and I was still, I was working on early morning radio still back then. And so I'm, so I'm getting up at almost 4 in the morning, uh, leaving the house around 4 in the morning. And as I'm leaving the house, walking out the living room, being quiet, she's, she's either asleep still with the Bible in the face, or she's laying on the couch already up still reading the Bible. I remember leaving the house thinking she's sleeping. I'm trying to walk up, be quiet. She's like, have a good day. I'm like, who's that? But it was her on the couch. I thought she was still asleep. And so, uh, but she was up reading the Bible. And we were talking about this. And she says, where I am right now in my life, 
I need to be in this word 24 seven. I need to be in this Bible. And she's, I mean, literally I'm reading, she's reading the Bible till she falls asleep at night. And then it's right there in her face. And when she wakes up, the word of God is the first thing that she sees, unconventional. And that's what I'm saying that sometimes that when we're believing for something and we're, and we're trying to walk in faith, that the spirit will lead us to do some things that may, be, that, that may seem unconventional. Listen, whether it's falling asleep with the Bible in your face, whether it's posting scriptures all over your house, or whether it's lowering a friend through the roof to get to Jesus, what is your faith causing you to do? Remember, Hebrews 11, 6, uh, uh, without faith it's impossible to please God, right? It says anyone who, who, uh, who uh, comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The question tonight, do you believe that he is? Come on. And do you believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. And if you believe that he is, and you believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him, man, let your faith operate and diligently seek him. Let's pray, guys. Uh, dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you so much for tonight, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, 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 you uh, enlightening us, Lord God, to, to operate in a faith that may be uh, unconventional, Lord God, that might seem weird to people, that might seem odd, Lord God, but we will do whatever it takes. We will walk in faith no matter how it looks, Lord God, no matter how long it takes, Lord God, but we're going to walk in faith and we're going to follow you, dear Heavenly Father. Give us the inner strength uh, to do so. Uh, Lord, I pray that you keep us safe tonight, Lord God. I pray for everybody, Lord, as they're with their families, those who still have to go to work, dear Heavenly Father, those who are at home uh, and schooling their kids, dear Heavenly Father. We pray that no matter what we go through, somehow uh, we will show your light and we'll be your salt dear heavenly father so that people can see you in all that we do in jesus name i pray amen